Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to the Clubhouse, Degenerates. I don't know why I said it like that. I started to go like UFC announcer. Are you using to keep calling it Clubhouse Degenerates since it's like a new studio? Welcome to the Clubhouse. This is this is the Clubhouse. The people listening ah, are degenerates. Welcome to comma degenerates. degenerates. Yeah, because last week I think you because this was our inaugural episode here, the the new mm-hmm. studio. You called it the Clubhouse Degenerates, like it was one. <laughs> like it was you, name. you think that's too confusing? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Clubhouse comma degenerates makes more sense. So you think I should say "Welcome to the Clubhouse, comma degenerates"? Sure. Doesn't, doesn't really roll off the tongue, Mondo. No, doesn't at all. Not so much. Uh, anyhow, you were over here yesterday, uh-huh. helping me a little bit with the building stuff, and I, I did want to bring this up on the podcast because I was dying laughing in the background, uh, overhearing an interaction you had with my dad. Oh, where, <laughs> yeah, like he walks down the stairs and you're like, oh, you know, how, how are you doing? And he goes, I'm congested. <laughs> and then you were, you were very polite. You were trying to, oh, yeah, you know, it's that time of year. It's getting hotter and colder. And and then he started telling you about his eye. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like dad, that is not how that question works. Yeah. You're not supposed to. So I, we, we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but I was just what, like, what are your, your go-to's? When somebody asks the "how are you doing?" question and you are having a shitty day, again, it's we. So if it's like a customer, I mean, I'm in sales, so I'm talking to people all day, every day. And if it's a customer and I have enough rapport with them, and they ask me if my day was shitty or if, how my day was, and it was a shitty day, and you know, I've told you how I sometimes I'll say, you know, same shit, different toilet. But if it's like a customer that I barely kind of know, I don't feel comfortable with, I may just kind of pretend like, "Oh, everything's great, man. How are you?" You know, I just kind of. But I never respond with congested. <laughs> I never respond with, I got a headache. You oh know? My, I mean, if if you do that outside of a close, intimate social setting, you're just a psychopath. There's like no way. Like, yeah. wh- what would you what would you do if that happened? You know, if, if you were meeting a customer you'd never met before and you're like, hey, how are you doing? And they go, congested. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, I I I know we got I've did this medicine I've used has worked before. Have you ever tried this, this, or this? You know, I just make some shit up. Uh, but but if that was your first impression, like, yeah. what would you think of that person? Like, how how are you when you're taking mental notes of like, all right, I've got to deal with this person. Like, what what is going down in your mental notebook? I, I definitely, th- um, not to sound <laughs> not to sound mean to your dad, but I think of them like. Uh, like they're down to earth. They're going to be. They're going to be easier to talk to. They're going to be open about sharing things that they probably are overshares otherwise. You know what I mean? Because they said congested. Yeah, because huh. when it's when it's a stranger and they're telling you like what their physical ailments, whatever it may be, and they're already kind of opening up some information. You're like, oh, okay, well, that's right, sure. Congested. Congested. My eyes are dry. My left ball really itches. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. It's just the left one. Like there's definitely. A uh, a point where it starts to get a little bit alarming, at least to me. Yeah, it would be. Depends on what they're sharing. Again, there's a matter of how well you know the person, and then whether or not it's a sh- overshare or not depends on how well you know them. I think if you're having a a bad day and it's someone you've never met, you just you say okay. That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It. You're like I'm okay, and you just good, don't man, you just don't get it. <laughs> like I said, sometimes if it's people I don't know, like good. Even if it's maybe a shitty day, like good, yeah. Good. How are you? And I, I still the one I like to go to is eh, I'm hanging in there. Yeah. Because it 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 sounds kind of playful, and I sort of got. I think people think of that poster of the kitten. You, you, have you, or wait, you're making a face. Have you never seen that poster? I've seen various posters of various kittens, but not one where it says hanging in there. There is a classic poster of a kitten hanging off a tree branch, and it says "Hang in there." Oh, I would I would assume if I would have seen. Like a, an animal of any kind and hanging, I would imagine it'd be like a monkey hanging on a tree, like hanging in there. Well, right, but you're not concerned for the monkey. That's that's what they're designed um, to do. The kitten, you're like, oh no, it's, is it gonna fall? It's a kitten. Wait, hold on. There's like there's like a billion of them, but it, it, kitten hanging there. It is a classic poster, and it's kind of cute and cuddly. So I think they think of that. Wait, did you ever work in an environment whether it's here, an office? So you take a look at that. 
I had never seen that before. Did you ever work in an environment where they had those inspirational posters that yes. says like perseverance and it's like this tower being like bombarded with waves of water and it's just like one dude just kind of like like shitting himself or you know they Oh, that that is a staple of any uh, uh like athletics department. Yeah. It's all the stupid inspirational posters. And then it's always it's always something with nature. You're right. It's you know, it'll be perseverance and then it's a picture of a forest. You're like, what the fuck does perseverance have with I guess the trees keep growing? I don't know. They, those became memes for a while too. They would have like you know, like a big word in big giant bold letters, and then underneath it would like have say some stupid little description descriptor of what you know. You've never seen those I've seen those. Those are pretty funny. It's been a while since I've seen them. I don't know. That's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's congested apparently. You said he has like he still has like one like child, I would say child, but he has like one buddy. You said he has like one friend. I remember you, we, you and I were talking about how your dad has very few friends, and he has like he's this one friend that he's had forever. So he's he's got a friend where it's like I don't know if you could really. I, I guess you'd stay, you'd still call him a friend, but it'd be the same thing as like someone from high uh, high school or I guess more like college that I've never seen. Mm-hmm. So like there's there's some lancers that I have not seen for. 20 years where I'm like, I, I guess we'd call them a friend, but like we barely talk or, yeah. but yeah. So, so it's, it's one like that. And, but he's just got one. <laughs> um, and then he's got another friend who every time he hangs out with him, he, he will grumble about it a lot. Cause the guy, the guy's got some issues. Uh, uh, I think he's bipolar uh, and well, I'm not using his name. Uh, <laughs> Okay, it's, not, it's not like I'm saying his name is Dave. Uh, but yeah, Dave, Dave uh, had a lot of like manic episodes where he'd freak out and he'd start like buying all kinds of random shit and his wife divorced him and he's a little bit of a mess. Yeah, not having... Uh, that's my dad's uh, like most... He, that's the only person that he's hung out with that in recent, you know, this last decade. Not having an abundance of friends or like or like close family they don't necessarily need to be siblings they could be a, like cool cousins or whatever but not having like close family or or a group of friends can can be a can can be a de- detriment to your uh you know your social how you socially interact with people oh. that's why being homeschooled i think is not a good idea you know what though here's here's the kind of argument i went to public school and i don't think it fucking helped me one bit man <laughs> yeah bro but did you make did you make attempts to make like a lot of friends or were you kind of just kind of closed off i i did make attempts to make friends uh i, ha- I had a few by the end it took me a while but i got there um there was uh pinchy <laughs> pinchy your stuffed animal crab i had i had three stuffed animal friends and like four human friends oh cool I know. <laughs> the I, ratio is almost 50-50. Cool. I'm not going to tell you who, which ones I like better. <laughs> uh, Knowing you, I would assume it'd be your uh, your imaginary and or stuffed animal friends. You know what? Did you have imaginary friends? I never did. I had an imaginary friend when I was like, I don't know, six or something like that, like young age. Like we would watch all them fucking uh, Disney, you know, uh, animated Disney movies like back mm-hmm. in the day, like like uh, Pinocchio and Cinderella and all that shit. And um, something something in Peter Pan caught my imagination. So my imag- imagination was like like a Peter Pan like like flying kind of oh. like a kid that could fly and kind of <laughs> that was my imagination. I don't remember his name again. I was super young, but I did have an imaginary friend. Fair enough. My mom would catch me talking to like the air and shit <laughs> i had no i think i had a brother but he was you know he may he may have been young like super young or a baby or just dumb or you know it wasn't until we were older that we would get into trouble together i don't think i ever had i had a vivid imagination never had imaginary uh, imaginary friends i would i would imagine like worlds that i was interacting with but i didn't have a consistent friend what that, about like outside of like stuffed animals toys did you ever have like an imagination where you would like like I had GI Joe, I had tons of GI Joe, and I would have like, like act outs with like one would talk to the other. You're like, hey, did you ever do that with toys? No, no, nope. Really? Yeah. Wow. Never. Did you ever have any toys like that? Like like Ninja, oh, uh, Ninja Turtles or any t- like tons? Oh, okay, of, tons. And of you them. never had them like nope battle each other or anything like that. No, I don't think wow. so. Wow. Not that I recall. Maybe maybe I did because I I'm, I know I had a lot of those when I was like four, five, six. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then. I think my mom slowly started getting rid of them because I would leave them fucking everywhere. 
She probably was getting sick of that. But I, there was somewhere I was going with this. I don't remember where it is anymore. So we're gonna we're gonna make a sharp left, Mondo. Okay. We're gonna exit the, the, whatever highway backcountry road this is, and we're gonna get onto the Ask Reddit Highway. Yeah. In, interstate Ask Reddit. Ask Reddit speed round, Mondo. Okay. So I've got pulled up the most popular Reddit questions from the last 365 days. Ooh. So let's let's just let's just plow through these. Sure. And we're gonna work the kinks out and plow through them. No lube? Maybe maybe just a little bit of grease. A little spit. Yeah. Would limiting the age of the president to 65 be something you'd support? Why or why not? Yeah, yeah. I look at fucking Biden, man. He's lost his marbles. I would say there is there's a certain minimum. What is the current minimum? 45. 45. I would even reduce that, but also lower the higher threshold, whatever the higher end is right now. There's like a window of like perfect balance between like you've, you've kind of started your adulthood years. You're kind of a little more, have a little more wherewithal. It definitely wouldn't be 20s. It'd be like maybe mid 30. Uh, I don't know. I, I think lowest I would go is 40. Really? Okay. Because high 30s. Early 40s. So, something happens when you, you round 40 and you're like, oh, my mortality is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like mid-30, you know, 35, 36-year-olds. They're still pumped full of all that testosterone. Mm-hmm. I think, you know what? With guys, that's literally what it is. Like women, that would be a weird double standard. Women, it could be 30. Men, it should be 40. You, how about this? In order, you, yeah, you need that testosterone to start to dip a little bit in the men in before order, they can be president. In order to be uh, approved for president, your age must fall between the range of on the low end. You're not trying to fuck everything, or maybe you've had. Oh, how about this? You've already had a colonoscopy, so <laughs> you've already had a colonoscopy on the low end. On the high end, you have to be able to get a boner without dick pills. That's actually pretty good. That's a good range, that, right? That's good. Although the one problem with that is you could just get a colonoscopy if you're 30 if you no, really no, no. wanted to be the yeah, president. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about people that like. You're already having your, yeah. your metabolism slowing I, down. You're kind of having tummy problems. You're- I like that. I like that, Mondo. Because well, here, here's the other thing. With Biden, it's a little bit hard to tell because sometimes he's pretty lucid. But it's like the same thing with my my parents. I mean, they're a little bit younger than he is. Uh-huh. But they're kind of in that age range as well. Yeah. And it's like they're fine during the day. And then sometimes maybe you catch them after like 8 o'clock at night. And you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> Do they get tired and loopy? Or yeah, what? they're just, just old or, you know. Maybe had like a cocktail and it, it yeah. just hits them like way harder. And, you know, I don't know if uh, you want the president being someone who can't stay up past eight o'clock at night. Yeah. That's that's not <laughs> ideal. So I, I support that. You've got you, <laughs> you have to be able to get a, a boner of your own volition mm-hmm. and you have to have had a colonoscopy. That's the high. What high would be low. the equivalent although, for although, a woman? Although Bill Clinton would be able to be president when he was a hundred, probably that that dude will be a hundred years old. What about like? Fucking... What about women? Like the high the high end threshold for women? Like is it like they they couldn't they can't be in menopause just yet? Like in that, you know what? I don't really know when when that happens in women. Like when they go through menopause, so I I don't know. I'm not as worried about the women because I feel like. They're, I'm more afraid of a of a unbalanced woman being a president. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I don't know if it's as related to their age. You, you see what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. So we, well, we'd have to table that. Get back to it later. But there's a low end and a high end. You have to be able to have had a colonoscopy minimum speed round. Let's go. Sure. Two. Oh, that's this is the police officers. Uh, we don't want that. Okay. You meet your 13 year old self, but you can only tell them three words. What do you say and why? Um, I would. This is funny. Avoid all girls. What? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think I is here's my thing. I, uh, what? Before before hormones started taking over and making my fucking head spin and getting boners and wanting to you, bang chicks. Your thirteen year old self is like, I grow up to be gay. No, no, no. I'm saying like um, you limit it to three words. I would say avoid all girls. If I could had, add a few words, it'd be like until you're in your mid twenties or something like that. But but there's that age where like you start getting random boners in class and your your dick does most of your thinking for you. And I think I think I think I lost sight of focusing on education and social stuff because I was more concerned about getting laid and that had priority over everything else. I think if I, I think if I focused more on my studies and, and like athletics and, and just being, you know, a good person, uh, a good friend, I'd get further into being a more mature young adult sooner. 
I think the fact that women were introduced to me to me made me like just kind of, you know, I'm a product of uh, of um, what's that saying? Um, Speed round. Yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm, I just there was a, something I was trying to come up with, but I, I heard it before. But never mind. Buy Google stock. Done. Okay. Uh, buy Google stock. Buy Google stock. Okay. How much would you pay for a list of everyone who has ever sexually fantasized about or, or masturbated to you? Why? Question mark. How much would I pay? For a list of everyone who has ever sexually fantasized about you, uh, I'd be, I'd pay a couple G and then just so I could chase after them and go bone them, fulfill their destiny, their desires. I I pay zero. You wouldn't pay slippery slope. And here's the thing: I, I thought about this just now. It, it would be nice to know, but I think particularly with girls, I don't think them sexually fantasizing about you necessarily equals them fucking you in real life. And. Not if I have something to say about it. And and also, for, like in my case, I feel like that that list would be really kind of outdated. Where I'm like, great, this would have been good to know 15 years ago. This doesn't help me so much right now. Yeah. But the other side about that, I think there's going to be a whole bunch of people on that list where you're like, oh, God, I wish I didn't know that. Yeah. Like I feel like, I feel like this is a, a Pandora's box I know, I'd be, that I'd, I, don't, I, w- I do not wish to I'd enter be, into. I'd be flattered. Fix your mic again because it moved away from your mouth. You fix your mic. No, you fix. There you go. What villain was terrifying because they were right? Oh, wow. That one requires a a Thanos. I think I kind of, you know, hey, I wouldn't necessarily like wipe half the the earth um, without like they'd have to have like a pass a moral. Like, do they have good morals? Do they deserve to be on here? Or are they just a waste of life? And but like, yeah, get rid of half the population of the world. Fuck yeah. Except here's the thing that I, I was kind of Thanos was right frustrating to me about Thanos is like do you not understand how populations work like yeah they start boning and have more people yeah they yeah there'll, there'll be an abundance of resources like are you just gonna wipe out half of life every you know however many hundreds or thousands of years well the the it's like uh, the assumption is like the whole uh, only the strong will survive you're only speeding up that process and you're hoping that the intelligent stronger well, well that's the other part too if you remember he did it randomly yeah that's what he, I'm saying he it's, wasn't getting rid of like he was mostly right he was entirely right it would be there would be you'd have to be pass a select a selection be selection process I'm trying to pull up a list because I you know what I hadn't I hadn't really thought about this too much uh villains who are right Mr glass from unbreakable I don't know about that somebody from Assassin's Creed these are all people I've never heard of Gore the God butcher Gore the God butcher he was played by Christian Bale Koba from Planet of the Apes. Speed round, speed round, speed round. Magneto. I'm going to go with Magneto. I like Magneto. He's cool. He's a good bad guy. Yeah, but he also is like, oh, they're just trying to kill our entire yeah, he species. Was a, yeah, because he was a victim of the Holocaust and all that stuff. But they also were trying to kill this, all yeah. the mutants. Like, well, even in like present day. He was trying to kill all non-mutants. No, no, but the, the non-mutants were also trying to wipe out mutants. Gotcha. They were fighting each other. Yeah. He was, he was just, you know, self-preservation. That was a little little tricky one. Um, what's a modern-day scam that's become normalized and we don't realize it's a scam anymore? Uh, I think, like, all those Herbalife, like those, you know, those supplement thing. Like, there's, like, there's a number of companies out there that are, com- that are like, like very, it's, like, are they pyramid schemes? It's very gray, whether or not they are or aren't pyramid mm-hmm. schemes but you're kind of like ah so i gotta in other words i gotta be a member to and then i gotta sell this to be a member and uh i remember when i worked for the bank we there was a division of Citibank called uh americorps uh-huh and they were like like if you were a member of americorps you have to sell ins- life insurance and all this other weird shit and it was kind of like what am i an employee or am i a customer like I, it was the gray line was very great I've I've got two because I, I cheated. I looked at the one of the answers. The one that popped into my head first is the stock market. Okay. I feel like it is kind of a scam because yes, some some com- companies they get their valuation and they're like this company's worth you know what however many uh, millions or billions of dollars and they're producing like real tangible things that have intrinsic value. Yeah. But some companies, especially the the internet based companies, they're just attaching this number. And it doesn't really have a, uh, a connection to reality. Yeah. Like, also, you will never, you will never fully eliminate insider trading. Like, if you get, if you document and get caught, it's because you're a fucking idiot and you weren't, like, you weren't wiping your your track. You weren't, you know. 
covering your tracks. I, I think the stock market as a whole, as an entity, is a scam. It's just this basic agreement that we've made where we're like, yeah, we're just going to pretend these these made-up numbers actually correspond to this company, and it and in a lot of cases they don't. And then you're and then just like you're saying, there are scams inside scams. But wait, this is the best one I saw: credit scores. And this is what the person says. They started in 1989 and are designed to encourage debt where it's like, what the fuck is a credit score anyways? It doesn't really make sense. It's supposed to be how good of a – how good are you at repaying shit is kind of the gist of a FICO score. Yeah, but I think it is a scam. Because there's people that are – like my mom for forever, for probably her first 30 or 40 years of her existence, was paying everything via cash mm-hmm. and had amazing credit. And, like, everyone would offer her, like, a credit line, whatever, and she would, like, never use them. So it was kind of... It doesn't really define whether or not she's good at paying shit off. It just means that she's just been good about paying everything with cash. Well, exactly. The first apartment I got in Whittier, I was I was shocked. I'm like, how... Because they, they gave it to me right away. They're like, oh, yeah, you can move right <laughs> in. And I didn't understand how. And they're like, oh, your credit score is great. Yeah. Because I never actually. Also, along the same lines, when you're in like, when we're, you're in, in when you're legally, eight, legally 18, you can sign up for credit cards. And like, remember in like in college, there was all those credit cards, like sign up for credit card, you get like $15, blah, 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 blah. And immediately you're, you're, you're logged up for like a thousand dollar credit line yeah. and you just go and spend it like a dumbass because you're not financially responsible enough right. yet. You're like the perfect ripe age to spend like an idiot. D- dumb as shit. Yeah. Credit scores. Yeah. Uh, what cheap and mass produced item is stupendously well-engineered? Cheap and mass produced. You know what? Let me, let me see. I'll, I'll read a couple from the answers and okay. then that'll kind of, Toilets. The guy says, I've been a plumber 20 years and very little has changed or needed to, which that actually kind of makes sense. They're pretty cheap. Whistle for a few cents. You can be heard in the middle of nowhere for nearly a mile. Uh, and zipped zip ties. That's a great one. Zip ties are cost nothing. And those things are fucking indestructible. Do you have an um, answer? I don't know. As I was say, just like a water bottling is kind of. A bottle, like a water bottle, is literally water with chemicals, sometimes minerals, or maybe like in this case, it's been just purified. But we're they're not inventing anything; they don't come up with anything. Just like gathering a resource and maybe adding a little science to it, and then selling it at a premium. And it's like how there's it's not like there's the world is in drought. There's water everywhere. the The earth is made of what like what is it seventy percent water? I don't know something like that. Yeah. Anyway, I was gonna say Ziploc bags. Okay. Just. Very, very useful, a lot of applications, and they seal so perfectly. <laughs> Let's do like two more than move on. Go to work naked day is now a mandatory uh, mandatory national holiday. Which jobs have the worst outcome from this? Go to work naked day? I'm going to say welders. Welders? Yeah, because then you're going to bring your ding dong or if you're a vagina, you know, vagina or boobs or whatever if you're a female. Yeah, that's not a... Go to work naked day. Yeah, pretty much anything in construction, really, if you think about it. Like working at a lumber mill, like fucking like, you know, just random debris going up your b-hole. Oh, this person got it even better. Okay. S- same same vein that we're talking about, but they're right. This person wins. Insulation installers. Oh, God, that would be awful. Because oh, you get all itchy? Oh Yeah, fiberglass, like the little pink fiberglass. I would only install the there, – there's different types of insulation now, and some of them aren't nearly as harsh. I'd be like, nope, I'm only installing the high-end shit. No fiberglass insulation when I go to work naked day. That would be that would be a rough a life. Fryer, a fryer cook? <laughs> You're like behind like hot boiling oil and just you, – you drop your french fries in there and that shit just fucking goes so, everywhere. That's what someone said. And that is – depending on how tall are you, yeah, that's kind of waist height. And, the, <laughs> and this is the last one. Someone said magician. <laughs> you can't hide anything. Nothing up my uh, sleeve because I don't have sleeves. You you could one place. Uh oh. Like, where did that wand come from? <laughs> um. Oh, we actually answered that one already. I don't know if we can do this. What's a company secret you can now share that you don't work there? Uh. Okay. Yeah, I'd love to burn a previous employer. There's a company I worked for a year called Western Dental. They were in orthodontics and dentistry, and. The reason that they're so affordable is because they they hire the 
fresh out of like for for a dentist or orthodontist, it's fresh out of school, so they have no experience, and they're pretty much just practicing in a lot of cases with their with their customers, clients, or whatever. But even like the, the the dental assistants and all the hygienists and all that stuff, like they hired the cheapest of the cheapest of cheapest, mm. so that they can so that Western Dental can can get the so the, there's a reason why they're cheap is because you're you're paying for cheap uh, uh, service, cheap employees, cheap uh, oh those little brackets, braces is a fucking scam by the way, those little brackets each little bracket only costs. About fifty cents. Okay, let's just say a dollar per bracket, but they charge you like fifty bucks per bracket when you break them. And so, just think about it: an entire you have twenty six teeth. They 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 charge you twenty six bucks for like two thousand dollars worth of of treatment, and the, you break a bracket, they charge you fifty bucks. That's a a big scam. Yeah, Fuck Western Dental. Yeah, they always seem like like. Uh, <laughs> Braces in general should not be that expensive. Okay, one one I had, this was a, a secret from the admissions department of a private college I worked for. Okay. Like, they they get a breakdown of the family's financials. Uh-huh. Like, because because the families have to apply. Well, families that apply for FAFSA. Yeah. Which is, you know, the, the government-based financial aid. If they apply for that, which virtually every family does, whether you know, unless they're stupid, stupid rich – then the school gets a breakdown and in, and that admissions department would look at the you know family's financials and they'd say oh yeah. they're making this much like they try and they basically try to figure out based off of that how much money they could extract from yes. the family they're like uh-huh. oh they can the, you know the dad makes this much so we can probably charge this kid a little bit more yeah. so they'd hand out scholarships and very few of the scholarships were based on like actual merit it was more like well this kid's poor and if yeah. you don't give them this much of a scholarship, they're not going to come. Yeah. So they were they were it was like wasn't about like we want this kid at the school. There was it was just purely how much money yeah. can we extract. That doesn't surprise me one fucking bit. Having gone to Woodyard College, that doesn't surprise me one bit. Oh, I bet they do the same thing. Oh, absolutely. I, I, absolutely. I, I think there's a, a precious few people who, at Whittier who are getting scholarships based on merit. Yeah. And everyone else is just like. Like let's let's every dollar and cent. How I was supposed I was supposed to maintain like a three GPA to maintain my scholarships. Otherwise, I'd get kicked out. I don't think I ever had a three point at Woodyard College. I think I graduated like a two seven or some shit like that. Really? Yeah. And they never what they never threatened to take me off of uh, the scholarships or anything. It's just like, well, you're you're already coming here. We'll just <laughs> they need the numbers. You're brown. <laughs> you're bra- that that shit. Well, it probably wasn't. Are you brown? Yes. yes, more money. Yeah, um, yeah. What are yours big on diversity? They got they got diversity quotas to meet. Dude, there's a lot. I don't want to get into that, but that more more and more about fifty percent of the original board of trustees have bailed with uh, with your college trip board. There's been so much drama. The president is a nepotistic fucking cunt. Anyway, fuck her. She could die. Mondo, you know where else there was some drama? Where? In The Last of Us. The Last of Us. Season finale. Season finale, the episode was titled Look for the Light. Which is the slogan of the Fireflies. Is it? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's kind of cool little look for the light. Cool. Because they're 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 fireflies, you know, like little blinking lights Uh in the night. You ever seen a firefly, Mondo? I have not seen an actual real life firefly. I've only seen them in, the only place I've ever seen fireflies is in the, um, the Pirates of the Caribbean. The ride Disneyland, mm-hmm. those little fake ones. Yeah, that's not quite how they look, but yeah, yeah, they, they, it's re- it's a real thing. They, I've like, never seen one. Blink in the night. Oh, it looks cool as fuck. Never seen one. This was a weird episode. I, I, I thought in, in some ways uh, because there there were a lot of things that they added, uh-huh. you know, to to flesh out that ending uh, from the game, uh-huh. which I thought worked great, and then. The the actual parts of the game, they were like, ah, we're just gonna just kind of fucking rush through this, which was which was weird. I mean, so so let's let's start. The last episode starts with this sort of long, I guess it was a flashback to Ellie's mother giving birth. Right, She's running through the woods, she gets into a house. I mean, and you don't know it's Ellie's mother, at, 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 so they don't say, oh, this is Ellie's mother running in the in the forest. It's just like there's this random pregnant pregnant woman, and she goes into this fucking abandoned house. I knew it was Ellie's mother. I did not. I assumed it I was. I will tell you how in a, in, in a minute. I know how you know. 
You know how I know how I know. you know how I know? Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what do you think of that whole sequence as a whole? Just, do you think it added? Do you think it, it just slowed the episode down? It was necessary because it kind of explained, at least into my mind, I don't know shit about science and blood and transfusions mm-hmm. and shit, that you needed that scene to kind of explain how Ellie's blood, how she was born with like an immunity to, or potentially immunity to these uh, this, this spores or the fucking, the, 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 this, this virus that's going around. You know, that was not never something I was hung up about in The Last of Us. You know, I was, I was never like, oh, I don't understand how Ellie's immune so the story doesn't work for me. Yeah. I mean, that that just happens, right? Like, there's always mutations. The same way the, the fungus can kind of mutate and change, humans will mutate, and someone's going to be born with just a slight gene variation that, that maybe makes them immune. So I, that wasn't something I got hung up on. I, I also don't know the science enough where I could say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That, yeah. Because I do – I mean, I do know that a lot of times if, if a uh, – like if a mother has immunity, like say they had been exposed to a virus and they built up the antibodies to that, they can actually transfer that to their 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 child. But that didn't exactly make sense because it wasn't like her mother had built up a, a, any sort of immunity to the fungus. I don't know. I didn't really think too hard about that aspect. Um, I, I was just wondering, I mean, you think seeing her mother, the interaction with, uh, what was the Firefly lead name? Marlene. Marlene, yeah. If if the interaction with Marlene, did that really, do you think that added anything? Y- yeah, yeah, because it, because then, fast forward, I don't want to spoil what we're going to get into anyways, but when she has that conversation with Joel and she explains like, I know more than anybody, then you're like, ah, she does kind of know more than anybody Yeah, what she's, what she's doing, like. Well, that that whole sequence, especially at the end, very very intense, right? Because you you see uh, Ellie's mom. I mean, she's obviously deep into labor, uh-huh. being chased by a runner, uh, has to has to fight off the runner, and then like I guess in the process of fighting off the runner, pops out a baby. She gets bitten. So I don't know how fast cordyceps travel through the bloodstream or anything, but mm-hmm. she gets bitten. But then also. I don't know if you caught this. The same knife she used to stab the runner in the face uh-huh. is the same knife she uses to cut the umbilical cord. Yeah, and it's also the, then the knife that Marlene gives, gives to, to Ellie, yeah, yeah. and then Ellie. So that blood from that dude went into her umbilical cord, and the baby gets fed through the umbilical cord. So that I mean, again, I'm not a scientist. This is probably not gonna. This is not probably Pro- how it really professor works. Professor Mondo. Yeah. Well, I'm bald enough. I can be Professor X, Professor Mex. <laughs> that actually would be hilarious. I, now I want to go on a whole tangent of of Mexican, like the Mexican branch of the X Men. Let's let's table that for another day. Sure. Again, I'm not I'm not hung up on the the, the science because we're talking about like a made up mutation to a fungus, yeah. and then the, that is all believable enough where it doesn't distract me. I, I was a little surprised. I'm like, like, damn, like, I, I, how wide are Ellie's mom's hips? <laughs> what? You, well, well, think about it. I mean, you see all these these scenes of like childbirth, and it's like push, uh-huh. push. You gotta, and she she goes from baby inside her womb. She's fighting the runner. Oh fuck, the baby popped out. Oh, okay, she just she just literally popped that baby out. Well, you don't think the fear like made her just kind of like push? I don't know. Is that how that like, works? I don't know. Can I, you just? I've never had baby. I've had butt babies. Closest thing I had. When if if a woman's having. Like childbirth, could you just like jump scare her and then the baby just flies out? Maybe. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but I, I, I was, I did think that was a little bit crazy that she, mid, like mid fight, apparently she popped the baby out. Yeah. Um, Pretty that's, cool. That's like, must have, must have had some super wide hips. Yeah. There was just, you know. Just say it, it. She had a big vagina. It was, it was less a birth canal and more of a, than a, a slip and slide. Yeah. Um, so that, that was interesting. And then the sequence, though, that I, and it, the part that I think really added a lot was that whole sequence when Marlene finds her, because uh-huh. it's like she's literally like rocking the baby, you know, little baby Ellie, you know, who, who probably in her head is like, "Fuck you, man!" Like that's what the baby I assume was thinking. Yeah. And then she's holding a knife to her neck because she's afraid she's going to turn. Yeah. She's trying to balance like, "Oh, I need to care for this helpless infant, but I also might have to kill myself any second. Yeah. You could see the weight of it on Marlene. I think the actress did a really good job of kind of conveying that. Because, like, at first she doesn't want to kill her. And then when she makes that decision 
of, oh, this is what I have to do. Yeah. There's just no hesitation, no fucking around. She just – no no goodbyes either. No like, I love you. You're my best friend. She just like walks in the room, boom, catch her. So here's – this is one tiny little bitty stupid little nitpick with that scene in particular. Uh-huh. Marlene tells that other fucking Firefly D like, hey, cover the baby's ears. Because obviously she knows she's going to shoot a gun. It's going to make yeah. it a lot. Boom. But he doesn't cover her ears. No, not at she all. She just shoots the gun and it's like – Fucking deafen the little baby. Why don't you, idiot? Yeah. No, you, sh- you, you <laughs> Next time, send your buddy who has no emotional attachment to your best friend. Let him kill her. Yeah. And you cover baby Ellie's ears. Yeah. Exactly. Because really, it seems like Ellie should be the one that is deaf. Maybe they should both be deaf together. Yeah. Like like Ellie has a good left ear and Joel has a good right ear. Yeah. So if they, <laughs> they put their heads together and they can. Yeah. They have to make sure that they always walk uh, in, in like side by side in a particular order. But th- that that part I actually thought made a lot of sense in terms of Marlene's character because you're like, oh, okay, yeah, kind of see how she operates. Like she really does have a heart and she struggles with these things, but when she decides something needs to get done, yeah, she she reminds me of um, the fuck is a John Bernthal's character in The Walking Dead, Shane. Like Shane was very cut and dry, like very black and white. Like either we survive or we fucking don't. Yeah, there was like if he had to kill somebody to survive, he's gonna do it. It was just. Like that instant. So then we get back to the present. You know, it's Joel and Ellie making their way through Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. And we get another scene that wasn't really part of the game. So it's like the whole front end of the show. It's revolving around events from the game. But obviously they weren't like scene for scene like Uh some ones we've seen. We we find out why Joel is deaf. Maybe I missed that. So I believe I'm early, like in one of the really early episodes, Ellie asked him about a scar. And he says, like, oh, it was like a guy oh, who missed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So now Ellie's really distant. You know, apparently it was the cumulative effect of, like, her best friend dying and then uh, the whole the whole thing with uh, – fuck, what were, what were their names? Um, shoot, I'm like Henry and – Sam? Sam. Yeah, Sam and Henry. That seemed to weigh on her. You know, and then, like, almost being eaten slash raped. Like, that was the, the final straw. So, she's like, she's very distant yeah. and kind of kind of checked out. She's 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 traumatized, right? She's in shock still. Notice how the roles have kind of flip-flopped, where initially, like, Joel was very closed off, and it was – Elliot was very animated. And then, like, yeah, this – this the beginning of this, of this episode, it's Ellie being, like, very kind of, like, somber. She's got a bunch of shit going on in her head. And it's like Joel almost trying to distract her and be kind of – Hey, <laughs> like he's. I wouldn't say he's a clown, but he's definitely more animated than he was. Well, that's yeah. They were kind of on opposite arcs, where you know Joel was was so shut off from that trauma, he sort of closed off all of his emotions to the world. Ellie's bringing that back out, and then through <laughs> the course of this, yeah, you know, I guess I guess uh, uh, some really up close and personal deaths and cannibal rapists would make you want to <laughs> just shut things out for a little bit, and it, and it seems like. He he is really trying to connect with her, and he he reveals that the the guy who missed, you know, shooting him, and that and there's this you know scar he's got was him. Yeah, and he kind of he kind of explains that there was a suicide attempt. And yeah, you're like oh fuck. Yeah, and I I think that that makes sense with Joel. It actually pays off the whole hearing thing. Yeah, I mean, because you you assume it was just because he's been shooting guns a ton. Yeah, but it's like oh yeah, if he just held it up. Right next to his head, and he and he jerked like, yeah. Guns are loud as fuck. Yeah, anyone that's ever shot a pistol, like you, when you go to a range, you know, obviously you're made to wear hearing protection because guns are fucking loud. And even with hearing protection, you still hear a loud pop. And I, I really like this the addition of the scene. How did you feel about it? Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't want Joel to completely go full like friend, like hey, like uh, like father figure friend. I still wanted him to be a little more reserved, pulled back. Uh, but again, I think he was trying to like get. He's mm-hmm. trying to figure out what what was bo- like bothering Ellie. He at this point he totally is enamored with her. He loves her. It's like it's like Joel definitely sees Ellie as his, um, you know, his daughter. You know, his daughter figure. Oh, and you know what? I did skip over one scene. I just realized. Okay. Uh, this is this is still in the midst, and this was directly from the game uh, of you know Ellie being really distant, and in the game and in the game it was such a beautiful moment because. There are like a thousand instances of Joel being like, all right, I'm going to boost you up so we can get past this, you know, blockage. And there's Uh always this sort of like puzzle aspect of it. Yeah. And then you're playing and he's like, all right, I'm going to boost you up. And Ellie's just 
like off in the distance. Like it's the first time in the game where he goes to boost her up and she's just not there. And you're like, Oh fuck, something's really wrong. Yeah. And that, that actually happens almost exactly like in the video game. Like if she goes up, he, he picks her up. She gets up there. She sees a ladder. She just throws it down and she's like, yeah. she just takes off. She just books it. And he's like, what the fuck? Then in the video game, you do the same thing. You're like, what the fuck? You find a place to prop the ladder and you go chasing after her. Um, and you know, in, in the show that her not being there initially doesn't quite have the same weight. It's more of a little Easter egg for your, for people who did play the game. Yeah. Cause it, thankfully I think to the, the benefit of the show, there's not a thousand instances of Joel boosting Ellie up on a shed. <laughs> um, Why not? But then she, you know, she goes and there, there are uh, giraffes that have escaped from the zoo. She gets to feed one. And here's the crazy thing. How did you think that, how, like, what did you think of the CGI on the giraffes? I don't think they were. I think there was they they actually used a live giraffe. They, right? they did. Yeah, it was a trick question, man. Though <laughs> too smart. Because when I was looking at it, I was like, "Fuck!" Like this CGI is like pretty solid. I think it could be a little bit better, though. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I saw something. I saw something where uh, Bella Ramsey, the actress, um, like I guess in real life, like kind of befriended the giraffe as well as you could befriend a giraffe. She kind of was like, "Oh my god, wait, what? What is befriending a giraffe entail? You, you feed them." You feed them whatever the fuck it, those leaves that they fucking eat. Is she like riding it? I don't think you can ride a giraffe, dude. Maybe what? you could. Yeah, of course you can. You can ride anything, man, though. Okay. You can ride anything. Okay. Anything. All right. Um, can you ride a kitten? Yeah. I mean, you get, you, if you were very small. <laughs> oh, stop it. Or as a really big kitten. So, so that, I mean, there there was that, that scene, but yeah, I, I think the entire section with Joel. Joel opening up a little bit uh, and talking about his suicide attempt was good because the way I interpreted that is he he's like reading the signs. He's like, oh, I know that look. I know that thousand yard stare. Like that's been me. Yeah. And he was trying to explain like how that road can end. Well, also when you seen someone you care for kind of go like down the dumps you you want to get them out of that. You want to get them out of that, yeah. like that feeling of like feeling shitty, especially because he knows, like you said, she's got that, that that thousand yard stare. She's almost been fucking raped and murdered, all this stuff. So he really now he, now that he really cares about her, he doesn't want her to. He wants her to maintain her her youth. He wants her to stay a child. He doesn't want her to be a grown up yet. She's fucking whatever, twelve, fourteen years old. You know exactly to lighten the mood back up a little bit because he's like, oh fuck, I'm not talking about my suicide. He's like, we need corny puns. And uh, I, I, I was fine with not having them, you know, try to tra- traverse a, a underground causeway and get slept, swept up in a flood. Uh-huh. Like, they, they, they don't hear the fireflies sneaking up on them because Joel has asked Ellie to tell him corny puns. I'm like, yeah, that works. And But then from there on out, like, the episode was just a blur, I thought. It was like, you, you wake up, you know, Joel wakes up and he's he's in the Firefly controlled hospital, and then I'm like, oh fuck, he's just killing everyone. And then it it felt like it was a blink of an eye to me until we got to the, the that very last scene where Ellie is sort of questioning Joel on whether or not his recounting of what happened in Salt Lake City is real. Was that was that the way you experienced the episode? Or sure, sounds good to me. What did you think about the uh, Joel? rampage scene i don't know how else to call it like joel just just it wasn't even john wick it was just so we we did talk about that last uh yeah. during the last recording we're like what do you what do you want to see for the last episode and do you want to see a john wick like thing? i was like fuck yeah that needs this it needs that and the way they did it yeah was it was there was no speaking there was no talking there was no interaction with him and the, it was just him kind of going from room to room and just clearing Every motherfucker out, everyone that shot him, whether they shot at him or not. The only time he kind of held back was final room when he sees the doctors and he's like, should I kill these fuckers? You know, but I, the, the doctor who picked up the scalpel, he did not hesitate for a second. Boom, boom. Right in the face. Did that satisfy what you want? The way they, they did that whole sequence? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Really? I, I did not like it at the, all. The, so like in the, <laughs> in the game when you're playing it. Part of the the part of the uh, um, 
little quirks that the game has is you actually craft and upgrade guns throughout the process of the game. Yeah. And you make pipe bombs, smoke bombs, and I forget what other bullshit, Molotov cocktails. I would have liked to have seen him use more of those weapons in the game. <laughs> like, throw a Molotov cocktail, you know, and then like make a little pipe bomb. Not that he could make one in five seconds, but make a pop pipe bomb, throw in, blow another guy up. Just a more, more homage to the video game itself. I I wanted that whole section to be a little bit more gritty and kind of desperate feeling. Do you know what I mean? Because it not only it wasn't just that he killed them all, it was like he did it so easily. Yeah. He's just like floating through the rooms. Yep. It's like when you play a, a game on super easy it's mode. It's like he's Neo and everybody yeah. else are like the fucking bots. And it, exactly. And it's like, well, these are supposed to be trained soldiers and they have assault rifles and he's just literally just walking through all of them. Yeah. And, and what I wanted to see, I wanted, you know, cause in the John wick movies, like he gets kind of dinged up a little bit, you know, he's, yeah. he's getting hit and it's, it's gritty and it's not always like, you know, he, he has to improvise and stab someone in the neck with a pencil. Like it, it's, yeah. and in the midst of that, I wanted to see this sort of like desperation from Joel, like, Oh no, not this fucking shit again. Right. Cause the thing that he had closed off, and that made him shut off all those emotions was the death of his, his daughter, his daughter being killed by a soldier. And now he's in a hospital filled with soldiers. And as we just talked about earlier, like he's kind of opening up. Yeah. Like he sees Ellie now as that daughter figure and they just made him go like super cold. Yeah. Which I thought was weird because I, the, to me, the whole progression of Joel's character is it, him opening back up and engaging with those emotions again. So like, I wanted to see him, I mean, not, not like delirious, but like a little bit like frantic, like freaked out. Like he's not doing everything clean. Like some of the kills are super sloppy and maybe, you know, maybe he's getting dinged up because he's, he's rushing through it. You know, it's not, he's not just this like cold calculated assassin. I, I understand what they were thinking. I don't think it was bad. I think if you had let Pedro Pascal, try to tap into those emotions, I think it would have been a lot better. And I think it needed to be longer. Sure. That's what I think. I want, I wanted John wick with all this emotional baggage, uh, from his daughter getting killed. The, the only, the only thing is like, like I felt like, uh, like certain fireflies definitely probably deserved to get shot, but because he was kind of just, it was just, I'm shooting all of them. I yeah. don't care. Like there was no rhyme or reason behind it all. Like, you don't know if there were just some fucking dummy, Falling orders didn't know any any better, and so he just it didn't matter if they're kind of innocent, kind of in the gray area, or or completely assholes. Or it was just like I'm gonna murder the fuck out of all these assholes. I don't give a shit. So I remember talking about this, but that whole sequence in the game, I was extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> like even before I got to the operating room. Uh-huh. I was trying to figure out if there are ways I could just sneak around them instead yeah. of actually shooting them. And there really is it. No, well, because <laughs> the game is very linear. It it makes you kill all of them. Yeah. If I recall, you told me you had no qualms at all. <laughs> no, no, I just fucking went from room to room and just was like, "Fuck it, I got to do this. I'll kill them all." D- did you at least had hesitate in the operating room? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I I was there for like four minutes. Like just like, <laughs> what it, am I supposed to do? Because <laughs> well, you know what the game wants you to do. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there. And the funny part is the, the surgeon will just stand there holding the scalpel indefinitely. Yeah. And I'm just like, no, I come on, dude. Like, yeah. Don't make me. And the game's like, nope, fuck you. You got yeah, to. You have to. Um, part of the game. I think I think it makes sense, Joel, in the show not hesitating. I, th- I thought that whole sequence was really done, well done. I thought the sequence with Marlene in the parking lot, sort of same thing, very similar to the way she approached things. Yeah. You know, for her, it's kind of like a math equation. It's like once once you figure out what you have to do, emotions are out the window. Same thing for him, right? She She's begging for her life, and he's just like, nope, you just come after her, which is true, right? Yeah. She would have. Yep. So he just caps her. Uh, I, thought that, I thought that was really well done. And then I thought the, the la- like, again, that last scene where they are – they're they're basically back to to Tommy's communist uh, paradise. Yeah, and Ellie's just like just tell dude. me, were you telling me the truth? Everything you said about the fireflies was was that true? And like without hesitation, he was like, yes, yeah. everything. He, was it without hesitation? I felt like he did hesitate for okay, a second. Okay, but there was more of a cinematic hesitation. Yeah. I don't think it was there. A pregnant pause. Yeah, sure. 
But yeah, but, but, but yeah, if it was Ellie's mom doing a pregnant pause, it would have been out right away. <laughs> uh, I still can't get over that. She she popped one out while fighting a runner, as you do, I guess. I th- I thought that I thought both of them absolutely nailed that scene. Yeah, no, it was a very good good finale. I think they 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 wrapped the season up very nice and neat, and and uh, or at least you think you think they wrapped the the season up nice and neat. But then, you know, we will find out that there is a season two and, like, how does that happen? Oh, there, there's a season two. It's been confirmed. Yeah. They're doing it. Yeah. They're not recasting Bella Ramsey for uh, Ellie. For the series as a whole, who, who do you think won the series? Who won the series? And, and let, me, let me give you three po- uh, possibilities because I, I think it really is only three. It could be Pedro Pascal. Okay. It could be Bella Ramsey. It could be Craig Mazin, who's like the, the show producer. You know, he he's the one who uh, who did uh, Chernobyl, and okay. or Neil Druckmann, who was you know the writer creator of the game. Bella Ramsey. Do you think Bella Ramsey? Yeah, yeah. To me, she's the she 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 proved me wrong. She proved me wrong from the very first episode. I thought I was like, I don't know, not very convincing. I don't know if she's gonna be the good a good Ellie. You know, we expect a little sweet, nice little. And right off the bat, she's a little more of a kind of a cunt. And then that one scene where she kills that David guy, the fucking cannibal guy, I was like, yeah, like all that was like, okay, yeah, she 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 did her job. I'm I'm on board with that, you know, because I had the same thing, same thing you said. I was like, I didn't like her for the first like couple episodes, and there was that one moment, like one really small moment where they were walking through the flooded hotel, and she starts like play acting the front desk uh-huh. and be kind of goofy. I'm like. All right, Bella Ramsey, you got me. I'm on board. And then she just built off of that and built, and I liked her more and more as Ellie. So I, I by the end, I was like, yeah, like she's Ellie, which is incredible. Yeah. Just to, to call back to that first scene, beautiful touch because her mother in the show was the voice actress who did Ellie in the game. Yes. And that's how I knew I recognized her. I'm like, oh, yeah. There she is. Look at her. I've seen that, that actress in other shit. I just can't remember what the fuck other shit I've seen her in. I've seen her in other stuff. I, I just can't pinpoint what exactly I've seen her. Her name is like Ashley Johnston or something yep. or something like that. Yeah, I've seen her something else. Um, and uh, she's a pretty good actress as well. Yeah, and she oh, she was incredible in the game, which says a lot that I think Bella, uh, Bella Ramsey more than lived up to her performance. Like, yeah. That's, that is not uh, easy to do. Let's, let's, you know what? Quick, quick shout out. Let's give a, a filmography for Aunt Ashley Johnston. Okay. Uh, she oh, interesting. She is going to be in Dungeons and Dragons: Honor Among Thieves movie coming out in 2023. I'm actually interested to see that. Uh, she was in Much to Do About Nothing, 2012 film ad- adaptation. Apparently, she was in the Avengers as a character named Beth. I don't know who that was. She was in The Help, Columbus Day, Brother Solomon. Well, she's been in a lot of small movies. Let's let's look at television. Uh, God, she's been all over the place, huh? She's got she's got so many credits. Uh, she was she was a voice actress in the Legend of Vox Machina, a cartoon that we did not like. Blind Spot. She's she's done a lot of voice acting. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teen Titans Go. Yeah. She she's she's a pretty prolific voice actress. Shout out to Ashley Johnson. Okay. Next next question. Do you think this is going to be the peak of Bella Ramsey's career? No, no. Uh, when I saw Game of Thrones, I thought, "Who the fuck is this little actress playing uh, whatever Mormont, the little bear Mormont?" Um, came out of nowhere, and, and and she she stole that little that's the series of scenes where the fucking yeah. good guys are fighting the bad guys, and she goes and kills a fucking giant. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You fucking cheer for her, and you never think like an actress or especially a young a kid, a child actress, is going to get ever uh, like a, a big. Um, role like that ever again that's going to put them on the map and then she does this and it's like oh fuck she did it again like so so in my i know she's done a lot more than game of thrones and this show but to me she's bad a thousand because i only know her for these two things and she's done but, a fucking but do you, good job do you think it continues to get better for her it depends it depends on what roles she she gets like like do you cast her as like a like, do you put her in a rom-com where she's a, the female love interest? No, probably like, not. You know, like, she, there's a certain, and I don't want to say she's typecast, but she's got to she's got to play within her her skill set as an actress. As long as she stays within that skill set, 
she'll do great things. I think. I I think this part probably opened up a lot of opportunities. Could yeah. Because Ellie is such a nuanced character. She has to be funny. She has to be sweet. She has to be an asshole. Like she's kind of a, a very well fleshed out through three dimensional character. Uh-huh. I would not be surprised though if at the end of her acting career, if you look back. You look back, you're like, this is her best role ever. You think so? Wouldn't be surprised. Hopefully not. Hopefully, yeah. you know, because a lot of that is out of her control. Yeah. But this is, this is, Ellie is such a good role, and she was so good in Ellie, could be the best she gets. I, I would, I would, whatever she does, that's whatever major production she does, whether it's a movie or, mm-hmm. or a TV show or whatever, I'm going to watch it because of her. I'm going to watch it because of Bella Ramsey. Like, even if she's like a minor character. If she's in a, if she's in an ensemble and she's one of many, like I want to watch it because of her. All right, next question. What was the worst episode of the show? Um, I felt, I don't know. I had to really think back. I think it's got to probably be one of the earlier ones where it was like there was some good stuff there, but I, again, I don't think that the Sam and Henry stuff needed two episodes. Really, there was other stuff that could have that they could have expounded, but they chose those that little storyline to do two episodes on. But it wasn't awful. It just wasn't like my favorite to do it in two. I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe I don't know. I, I have to go back and see them all to kind of like give the proper answer. But I think off the off the cuff, I would say it had to be either one of those two episodes or one of the earlier episodes. Interesting. I, I thought it was Ken. That was episode six. Uh, that's the one with the the uh, Where he meets native his, native tribe, and then they go to he meets his brother for the first Paris. time. Yeah. yeah, there there were good moments in the show. Uh, I mean, in that episode, that was the one episode to me that were, I just felt like it dragged a little bit. Where I was, you know, most of them I'm like, holy fuck, that was only an hour. It's, it's over already. Yeah. That one I was like, oh, it's still going. Okay, um, <laughs> and you know, it it was it, it was good for character development, but I I felt like they just needed to do a little bit more with that. You know, I thought I thought even some of the elements of the game where there there was a little bit of action or something could have just helped that episode along. Uh, what do you think was the best episode of the show? Hmm. God damn. It'd be a tie between the uh, the Nick Offerman one and then the one where she kills David in the in the in the. Th- I think I'd have to give it to the to the Bella Ramsey performance where she fucking. Just that one scene alone just does it for me. That one scene where she's just, she does a good job. Like she's very convincing and she's taking all her frustrations out on fucking homeboy's face with a knife. Like that was like, like, like I was like rooting for her. It got me, it got me excited. <laughs> Fair enough. That episode I, I liked. I actually say it's funny. I guess we're just on different opinions. I don't know. There's, I don't think there's a right or wrong. That, that I wanted to be two episodes. Kind of, I kind of wanted them to have a similar pacing to the Sam and Henry episodes where you can kind of flesh things out a little bit. You can, you can get to know those characters a little bit better to understand how you arrive at that climactic moment Mm -hmm. and kind of for the same reason, my my favorite, and I'm going to bundle them together were the Sam and Henry episodes. I I actually liked it. I can see why you would want it to be quicker, Mm -hmm. but for me it really worked and you get probably the craziest scene in the entire show. Like that whole climax where, Joel is in the sniper's perch. There's the, all the chaos between the uh, Kansas City Freedom Fighters and the Horde and everything. It was fucking nuts. And I was like, wow, that whole thing really paid off, at least for me. And then you get the 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 sort of tragic ending. So I, I, I liked it. It worked for me. And just to, to clap up, just a couple of minutes, or do, do you have any thoughts or hopes for season two? I'm going to tell you this. I am not going to play the video game of season two. I, I want to go into season two completely unaware of what's going to happen or what I should expect. I, I want that, to go in it from good. a clean slate. Yeah. Especially because you told me how like there's a lot of there's a lot of backlash with some of the choices mm-hmm. that they made with the characters and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? I want to go with a clean slate and form my own opinion. And that way I could tell or I could at least... Those people that had those big problems, I could yeah. say it in, whether I care or not. I could tell you, fuck, you guys are wrong, or fuck you, maybe you have a point. I, I want to go over the clean slate. So, well, the the other thing too is that I think the first game w- was such a masterpiece and so well done. Where when I was suggesting, I'm like, hey, play play the game first. Mm-hmm. And like, I wouldn't want if the show had turned out to be dog shit. I didn't want it to spoil the game for you. Yeah, and. 
I, as it turned out, I think you could you could experience it either way. I think watching the show first and then playing the game or or the other way around was fine. I think I think the game the the second game was good, but there were definitely some places where the the storytelling could have been a little bit tighter. Where you know, I I I think on this go around they might actually improve it. Mm-hmm. So if even had you not said that, I would be like, hey Mondo, maybe just wait. If you're going to play the game, wait until you see the show. Because I I think they actually can improve upon the show, or they can improve upon the game a lot more in the show. Whereas this season, I was just hoping that they could live up to the game. Yeah. And and I think some places they actually did improve. Yeah. I think some places maybe, at least for me, for my experience, it it was a little bit worse. But on the whole, it was more just about trying to live up to the game. And if you improve, add a bonus. Whereas, like, I'm hoping they improve. I'm hoping they clean up some of that that uh, narrative issue that a lot of people um, struggled with. And as far as the the social aspects that people had problems with, I don't really give a fuck. Yeah. I, I don't think you'll care about that as much either, but I don't know. As long as it makes sense. Again, there's sometimes where they do that stuff and they force certain things and it feels forced and you're like, ah. As long as they don't, as long as it makes sense, and as long as the story lends to whatever choices they make, then I'm all for it. I don't give a shit. All right. Anything else you want to add to the episode, sir? No, nah, man. I think that was it. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for watching. We'll talk to you guys in a week. Bye bye. Hey, everyone. Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.